This is Reasons to be Mindful, a podcast about everyday people who practice some form of meditation to make life easier and more enjoyable. I do believe it is a bit of a gift for me. It's like a little present each time I sit down. I'm your host, Jen Hill, founder of Right Brain Liaisons. And I'm interested in how people apply different techniques and practices to keep their mind fit, healthy, and better able to deal with the unavoidable challenges of being human. Today on the podcast, I'm chatting with Rob Gordon, founder of OutRun, custom software development specialists. Rob has a passion for technology and over 35 years experience designing and developing software solutions across a range of industries. Rob Gordon, welcome to Reasons to be Mindful. Thanks, Jane. Yay. Tell us about how you got into meditation. I originally got into meditation about 20 years ago. I was also self-employed and um, I was probably quite fearful of failure back then how i might even be fearful of failure now (laughs) (laughs) i had a mentor saying that i should look for people that had already achieved what i wanted to try and achieve and to learn from them rather than making my own mistakes and if you could learn from others mistakes it just kind of shortened the learning process and so when I started looking around for people that had already were running successful businesses and had you know seemed to have their lives in balance one of the common themes that they all had and these individuals were all in their 50s was that they'd been practicing meditation for more than 10 years they were obviously doing something and they thought it was probably the most important part of their day And so that was the original driver, and that was the reason why I got into meditation back then. I started off with transcendental meditation and didn't get immediate rewards, and after maybe a year, probably, you know, just binned it. But the the real reason why I now meditate now is because I fell into a pretty significant depression, and uh, I was unable to do the normal route of taking antidepressants that just made it even worse for me and so I was you know I mean everybody's depressions are different and you know we I'm quite thankful that I actually went down that path because I learned an awful lot about myself during that period of time but the one thing that actually saved me was to start with was a book called Stop Thinking Start Living and from that, I then got back into meditation and, you know, uh, and was able to um, uh, slow or well, recover, basically. And uh, at that point, then it was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you know, the, the process of just being able to stop your thoughts and give yourself a bit of a break uh, was a gift. I fall off the wagon regularly of not meditating, but. I am a regular meditator. I meditate every day, whenever I can. And after a while, it just becomes a practice that's easier to continue. And 
I now value it as probably the most important part of what I do in a day. I don't get the benefits of meditation immediately. It's like I'm putting pennies in a jar. And then when you really, really need all that, all those pennies, there's a, there's a whole bank of them there to be used. And um, it's not easy still. Every day is not easy. I mean, some days are, some days aren't, but that's, that's the process. And I'm very thankful to have meditation in my life. Or mindfulness rather than meditation. It's the practice for me is more of a mindful practice now. And a uh, bit of a gift for me. You initially were uh, looking to build success in business life in particular. What sort of benefits have you seen over the years? Primarily as a business decision to be made, if you're a business owner yourself and you want to be around for any length of time, you measure things. I would suggest <laughs> setting aside 10 minutes a day and, you know, seeing your productivity after a year or six months. And that's what, you know, I just measure it. For me, there's no doubt that my business is more profitable because of meditation. And the reason why I say that is perhaps all of us are, are slightly automatons and, you know, we, we, we learn skills and then we repeat them without thinking. And that's really useful for the majority of the time. But having that ability to create a little bit of distance between the input and your reaction to the input, when you're running your business or running a business, we're just making lots and lots and lots of decisions. And if some of our decisions are made without any kind of space in between the thought and the words that come out of our mouths, then that becomes very, very costly. Well, you can lose out on tens of dollars or hundreds of dollars, or in my business, maybe thousands of dollars. And so that ability to be able to create a little bit of distance in your thinking can be huge in business, and it is huge in your personal life. So when my partner says something and my initial triggered response is, ah, you know, if I can just get a little bit of a break to go, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling angry about the way you've spoken to me and respond in a slightly, you know, quieter way. It just benefits all your relationships. And business is about relationships. So all, the more I meditate, the nicer I am as a person and not as quite as grumpy and uh, disagreeable as I can be. <laughs> you mentioned that mindfulness is your go-to technique when it comes to formal practice. Is there anything that you do in daily life in the heat of the moment to not react to a situation or to a, to a person, but to give yourself a bit of space? Uh, I, I think the the thing that I'm learning to do, Jen, over the last few years is bring mindfulness into every part of my day, not just the 10 minute session in the morning. And, uh, you know, we, we used to say, you know, do 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. My, my aim now is to bring it into every part of my day. And so 
the practice for me at the moment is trying to punctuate my day with moments of mindfulness. So when I make a cup of tea, when I get up from the table, uh, is to try and bring mindfulness into many more moments of my day. And so my daily practice is to do, as a family, we're doing 10 minutes in the morning, which is awesome. That's the benefit of COVID. Uh, that's brought us all together. But for me, it's just often just a deeper breath and focusing on the breath and seeing how many times a day I can truly be present for even just one breath. You're listening to Reasons to be Mindful podcast for people interested in bringing more mindfulness, i.e. presence, into daily life. Given that your work is all about increasing productivity, what would you say to someone who says they don't have time to meditate? I love, uh, is it the Dalai Lama that says, uh, meditate for 20 minutes a day, and if you don't have 20 minutes, meditate for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly used to look after my car way better than I looked after my mind and my brain. And let me tell you, I I don't look after my car very well. (laughs) But you wouldn't sit in your car and leave it in neutral and then just rev the engine to 5,000 or 6,000 revs and just leave it revving there for 12 hours a day. You just wouldn't treat your car like that. But that's how you're treating your brain. You're wanting your brain to work on 6,000 revs all the time without ever giving it a break. And how can you possibly be productive if you're doing that? You have to, you know, give your mind a, a, a respite from being really focused. I always just find it astonishing that I can't find 10 minutes in my day to meditate, <laughs> you know, cause it's just, that's just bollocks. It's rubbish. Of course we can find time. But we just don't view it as being important. And that's the challenge until you realize how important it is. You're probably not going to set aside the time and the energy to practice, to make it an intrinsic part of your day. Very true. And so how do you make, that decision to just decide to do this and I don't know how you do that I'm just glad I have any other practical tips or little pieces of advice for me meditation is an act of deep self-love and I don't think we I don't think I um, have always taken time out to nurture myself And so when I sit down and meditate, one of the things that now comes through my mind each time is that this might be the only time during my day where I've just got 10 minutes just for me. And so, you know, immediately that centers me and settles me by reminding myself that this is a moment for me. But it's not only just for me, it is for my family. Because when I meditate, I'm just nice. I'm nicer to be with. You know, I'm not always nice. (laughs) You know, my life is more pleasant because I meditate and it's more pleasant because I'm a nicer person when I meditate. And it makes life easier. (laughs) 
and I and I just know when I fall off the wagon, as it were, then I, it's not the first day, it's not the second day, but three weeks in, suddenly, you know, I'll snap, uh, you know, I'll react to an input, and it will be like, mm, yeah, you know, it wasn't very useful, was it? You know, and so uh, of course, then it takes probably a few days to get back into the practice and into the benefit of having the practice. But yeah, I view it as a gift. So, a little present. Specifically about your work, you obviously have to utilise lots of different types of thinking, big picture thinking, details, focus, but also creative thinking, coming up with new, new ways of doing things. Do you find that, that uh, mindfulness helps you with any of those capacities? I think mindfulness does. I think... I think training the mind to um, settle itself, you know, is a skill. And therefore, in the same way, becoming very focused on my on a work aspect, an aspect of my work, or you know, really drilling into an idea, mindfulness assists that because it allows you to focus without being distracted. Generally, uh, my, my job is very, very creative. I mean, a lot of people don't think of IT as being a creative field, but it's incredibly creative. And I think the quieter your mind is, the more you can express yourself. I, th I think a, a busy mind is not very helpful. So I find it very useful. And I think when you, my, my mind is quiet, the ideas that have got some real value do, you know, generally bubble to the surface and can be listened to. I think my creativity comes through when I'm quieter. And, and I'm pretty sure that we all naturally lean towards behaviour patterns that facilitate that. So, you know, go walking cycling for me as well painting playing golf or exercising i mean i think we all naturally will do certain things i'm wondering whether the real reason why we do them is because it naturally brings us into the moment if we're not in the moment we're not really living and uh, the more i'm worried about the future for instance i'm not really living in this moment right here right now and and that's a sad thing for me because I know what living in the future or being worried about the past, what a disastrous effect that has on me as an individual. So the more I can be present, the better. That's it for today. A huge thanks to Rob Gordon for sharing his story, insights and advice in the hope that someone else may benefit from his experience. Next week, I will be chatting with Tim James, former CEO and now meditation teacher himself, about his wonderful journey with meditation. Remember, this podcast is no substitute for professional medical advice. You can find links in the podcast summary to Rob's company, Outrun, instructions for doing any activity mindfully and bringing more mindfulness into every day. You can read about me and join my mailing list at rightbrainliaisons.com. Follow us on social media, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. And whatever you do, practice and prioritize being present in the now. 
Thanks for listening. Have a great week and bye for now.